Thank you for joining the Georgia Chamber podcast. For 105 years, we have been the leading voice of business in the state of Georgia. Through these podcasts, we want to help you better understand the issues facing our state and how your business can grow and prosper. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, go to www.gachamber.com. I'm Chris Clark, President and CEO of the Georgia Chamber of Commerce. I want to thank you for joining us for our COVID-19 resource and recovery update. Uh, partnered today with the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and our friends at Anthem. And I also want to thank our good friends at Georgia Public Broadcast for making this available to folks across the state. Uh, for those of you that are still struggling and, and working on your recovery efforts, uh, for our small businesses that are out there still trying to move through the PPP and IDLE programs, I'd encourage you to go to gachamber.com slash COVID-19. Uh, we're providing updates literally around the clock every day from Washington as well as from resources here in the state of Georgia. You can find all the details of Governor Kemp's executive order uh, as well as the recommendations and mandates there for your businesses to reopen. Uh, as more information is forthcoming uh, and as best practices go into effect, we'll be sharing that as well with you. Uh, if you haven't signed up for our um, our updates. I encourage you just to go to email COVID-19 at gachamber.com so you can get those updates. And tomorrow we'll be putting out our plan for next week, uh, which will include uh, conversations with the Secretary of State and other leaders. Uh, we will also be spending more time now shifting our focus just from the reopening to the long-term recovery and resiliency. Again, we'll be partnering with the Georgia Hispanic Chamber and other partners around the state of Georgia to provide the best policy recommendations for your business resiliency, as well as the long-term recession recovery that we know is gonna be so very important to all parts of the state of Georgia. Uh, if you're interested in those efforts, again, just go to gachamber.com slash COVID-19, and starting tomorrow, you'll see our resiliency and recovery uh, banner there, and you can go in there and engage with us as well. So uh, we are excited today to have a great discussion with our new insurance commissioner, John King, and to tell us a little bit about the commissioner and a little bit about what they're doing is our good friend Santiago Marquez with the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Santiago? Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be here with you, and I want to echo a few of the things that Chris was saying. Um, this morning, we had groceries delivered to our house, and uh, one of the things that, that really hit my wife and I was, hey, they're out of a few things, but how lucky are we that we're still able to have groceries delivered to our house? And we know that there's a lot of people out there, especially in our community, um, that don't have that luxury right now. And um, I want you to know that as, a Georgia, as the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we're aware of that, we're working hard, not only to bring you information, a lot of the information we're getting from Chris and from the Georgia Chamber, and we're posting it on our page, ghcc.org. The, the information that's really relevant is very important. We're translating that into Spanish to make sure that our Spanish speakers have that information. And we're constantly communicating uh, every day uh, via emails, social media, uh, to make sure that our community is getting all the information they need. But we also know that our businesses are three times smaller than, than the general market businesses. And we're aware of that and we know a lot of folks are hurting. So um, we're working on food drives with other organizations. 
as well as trying to help with rental assistance uh, with other organizations because we understand the need is great. So uh, it's a pleasure for me today to introduce um, a, a friend, somebody who's, who's been in the community for many, many years. Uh, we're really proud of you, sir. Uh, you know, uh, the Hispanic community is very proud of you. And you may not know by the name, John King, but he's, he's actually one of ours. He's Hispanic. Um, and he is the commissioner of uh, fire insurance and safety. And he, but he, I call him General, uh, General King. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our good friend and somebody that we're working very closely right now with. Um, General, floor is yours, sir. Thank you very much, Santiago. I really appreciate it. And Chris, thank you very much for this opportunity, not only to speak with you, but uh, the Georgia Chamber. And Santiago, of course, the continuing help uh, that you and your organization, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, is providing is very, very helpful. I, I would like to begin by just slightly introducing myself, because a lot of people might not have any idea what my background is. But I was appointed by Governor Kemp last July uh, in focus on bringing consistency and transparency to the Office of Commissioner of Insurance, um, bringing trust back into this agency that, that they had some, uh, they, they've had some rough spots in the, in the last, uh, last couple of uh, months before that. I grew up in Mexico. My father was a World War II veteran and my mom was a teacher, but I grew up in a farm in, in south of uh, Monterrey, Mexico. And so Spanish is my first language. At age 18, I moved to Albany, Georgia, where I graduated from Albany High School. And then I came to Atlanta and I joined the Atlanta Police Department. So I don't have a, a very a large background in insurance. Uh, I actually have a law enforcement background. I was an Atlanta policeman for seven and a half years where I served uh, not only in Southeast Atlanta, but I also served in Red Dog uh, Task Force, uh, one of the original members of, of that task force. Then I went to Doraville where I went from detective to chief of police where I served the majority of my career. At the same time, I served in the Georgia Army National Guard I'm now in my 37th year of, uh, of serving in the, in the Army, and I've been deployed multiple times all over the world, Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa, uh, you name it, I, I've pretty much been, uh, been there. But it's given me a great opportunity not only to, to, to serve our country, but to get a different perspective with a lot of people bring. Uh, in July, uh, the governor appointed me to, uh, to get this, the, this agency of insurance commissioner back in shape and, and back into the solid footing and ever since that day it's been uh it's been a, a wild adventure uh, nobody would have expected we would be not only doing the hurricanes with dorian but then uh then we went right into uh you know this pandemic response i recently i got recalled uh by the military to go and build field hospitals uh i started in new york new orleans uh, building the uh the uh, Morial Convention Center will be turned out into a 2,000 bed capacity uh, facility in, in, in New Orleans. Then I got sent to uh, New Jersey, where I uh, worked on uh, with a great bunch of teammates to build three facilities uh, in really trying to study how do we build that capacity, hospital capacity, into, uh, into uh, you know, to support the existing capacity in our hospitals. And then uh, my mission was, uh, you know, was completed and I'm back in Georgia. And at the same time, our team here in the office, social distancing, I like to think that I was a little bit farther away than the rest of my teammates, but, but we continue working and uh, supporting our Georgia consumers. Um, a lot of people you know, don't know much about, you know, they, they see the Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner and they, they have very little idea what 
all the things that this agency does. And it's quite, uh, it's quite, not only do we do uh, insurance regulations, we, uh, we license all insurance agents, insurance companies to provide not only health, but also uh, property casualty insurance. And um, we also do the safety fire. We do inspections of elevators, uh, racetracks, uh, carnivals, you name it. Uh, a great deal of the safety, a lot of safety education going on, not only in our schools, but also with caregivers. So it's a, it's a very, it's, a, it's got a great deal of, uh, of components to this agency. And, but uh, I'm incredibly proud that not only that, uh, that, that I continue to serve and, and I get the opportunity to bring a lot of my other skill sets that I brought not only from the military, from, from public service and law enforcement into this latest fight. Um, I think I will probably pause for, for that point and uh, get an opportunity to Chris and you, Santiago, to, to uh, ask uh, some questions if you have. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Commissioner, thank you uh, again for taking the time and, and thank you for your service, uh, both in the National Guard and in law enforcement and now uh, in state office. Uh, let's jump into some of the questions from our members from around the state, uh, particularly as they uh, struggle with the COVID-19. So. Here's the first question. It's kind of two parts. I'll go ahead and ask you both parts of them. You know, if an employee loses their job during this pandemic, and we know a lot of Georgians have lost their job, unfortunately, um, will they be able to maintain their health insurance under COBRA? Um, and are there any protections out there for Georgians whose insurance is not employee-sponsored? Uh, so a lot of, you know, worrying questions are about how do I keep my health insurance through the pandemic? I'll tell you, that's a great question. And I, I, a lot of people, we've approached this, uh, a lot of people think that, you know, even though we're the regulatory agency of insurance companies, this pandemic has brought out the best in the industry. The industry is, is it re started reaching out to our office very early and asking us, what can we do? We want to be a good corporate citizen. We want to participate. We want to make things. We, we, we need to make sure that we get the right information. And, and, and they all been on board. There hasn't been where I've, I've felt like I've had to, you know, put pressure on, on, an on the insurance industry to, to do the right thing. So I'm very proud of, the, of their corporate citizenship that they've provided into, into this crisis. But uh, to answer your question, uh, on March 27th, we sent out a bulletin uh, that really addressed uh, some of these, you know, issues that people, if the people are worried of losing, we, we've asked insurance companies, first of all, not to suspend the coverage of, uh, of uh, you know, a person for non-payment, especially for, uh, you know, for at least for 90 days. Um, and then we have, uh, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, cooperation, not only from the industry, but we also, you know, allowed, and we published several uh, pieces on, on our website and, and notices. There's uh, a lot of people don't realize that Georgia, there's an element called uh, the mini cobra. And that provides 90 days of coverage for those losing uh, uh, their coverage because of employment. But unlike COBRA, there's no extra 2% premium for that coverage. Uh, it's a very effective way of dealing with a temporary situation. But we're also asking folks that, you know, that, that they will be covered on, on, on the COBRA, but also if they, if they need to get coverage, they can also apply under the ACA uh, for, addition, for a, a coverage. So we've looked at We've looked at every opportunity to provide stability, to provide a stability not only to our consumers, but also to employers who, who are really wrestling with many of these questions. We don't, 
we wanted to stabilize things by putting a very strong regulatory uh, message out. I hope that answered the, the, that, your that, question. That was great, and we'll we'll make sure that we pull down that information to commissioner and put it out to our members so they can share it as well into our local chambers. Santiago, you want to go? Yes, thank you, Chris. Uh, Commissioner, you and I have been working uh, over the last week, week and a half, uh, trying to get some messaging. And I know that you have done some interviews on Univision and Telemundo um, to our community, to the Hispanic community. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, you know, uh, with some of our members around Hall County and what's happening in Hall County with the poultry plants and the spikes and in, in, in the numbers here recently. Can you give us an update on that? And you know, I know that the that you're kind of leading the response from the governor's office. So, any update for for folks that are watching today on that? I'll tell you, I've, I've been today. We just passed the ten thousand uh, test mark, which is extraordinary uh, for something that started from from zero not not too long ago. And so, we're really putting a lot of effort. But now we are, have the capacity to identify where these hotspots are coming up. And instead of trying to, you know, trying to cover every bit of the state and, and hoping and, and, and really trying to see where this is, where this is spiking up, this is how we spotted uh, Hall County, especially in, in the uh, Hispanic community there. And it, it's an issue and it's all hands on deck. It, we now basically looked at this as a hotspot, just like we did in, in Albany, it, you know, with the, with long-term care facilities there. Now we can focus all the resources from the state, not only the Department of Public Health, the Georgia Army National Guard, GEMA, all these other components, and is and really getting into that community to try to understand the spike and understand, you know, especially with the poultry business. So I, I myself and, uh, and Commissioner Black, the, the Agriculture Commissioner, went to visit uh, one of the poultry farms, and not only did we speak with the uh, with the management, but most importantly, we spoke with the, with the workers. Because obviously they, and I will tell you, incredible amount of courage. We all recognize, and I don't want to take away from our healthcare workers from going into work every day. But these these workers going and working these poultry farms, if they don't will go to work, we don't eat. It is that serious, and is that important that we make sure that we we support and and we acknowledge this this incredible uh, feat that they're doing is showing up every day to work. But the facility was incredibly well run. And I, as you can imagine with my travels with DOD, I've, I've visited many, many facilities uh, across the Eastern coast. And this facility was, was top, top notch running. You don't walk in there unless you have business in there, you get your temperature checked, you answer a questionnaire, you get full protective uh, personal equipment, you, you're monitored, uh, and they got to see a tour of the facility, but speak most importantly to the employees. Uh, and it was impressive. I, it gave me a great deal of confidence. Instead of reading something over, over an article, it's a lot, to me, it's, it's a lot more uh, valuable to be able to see with the operation with my own, my own eyes. Commissioner, I, I do have a note here from our, our friends at the Georgia Poultry Association, Mike Giles, and they just appreciate you so much all over the state. Uh, you and Santiago and Gary Black going out there, having those conversations, being front and center. So on behalf of Mike Giles and the Poultry Association, thank you uh, for that work. Um, you know, we had, uh, we had Attorney General Chris Carr on la uh, earlier this week. And it was interesting uh, for hear him talk about the spike in scams and illegal activities in Georgia. I'm curious, uh, you complimented the insurance business a minute ago, and 
being a partner with Anthem, we, we appreciate that. We're all trying hard. But have you seen any type of illegal insurance activities or anything that you want to warn our members about so people can be aware of what's happening in that space? We haven't seen it yet, but typically we do not start seeing a spike into, into later in, into a crisis. Um, I think it's early, but we know it's coming and we're going to be very watchful. I mean, we have a lot of, we already started getting a, a, a initial uh, reports of people trying to game, uh, you know, uh, insurance policies of, of uh, small businesses by putting claims as a result of, of, of perceived injuries or claims of injuries. And uh, we're in the process of probably working, uh, we, I've spent a lot of time building a, an investigative agency here that we all can be very proud of. And so we really have our, our uh, linkage with local law enforcement, but obviously with the business community. The majority of our tips come from the industry. Uh, they have incredible systems that they can detect anomalies in, in the claims process. So I, I'm, I, we have a very close relationship with the insurance uh, industry, and m most of our tips come from, from them. Let me do a follow-up question there, and then Santiago will go to you. But uh, I know earlier you mentioned that the insurance companies in Georgia, you'd ask them to suspend, you know, not to suspend coverage uh, for at least 90 days for non-payment. What about rules for policyholders or, or companies that may be experiencing difficulty in paying for coverage right now for their employees? Any rules, regulations there, any action on your behalf or the insurance community's behalf? We, we've asked insurance, you know, insurance companies to, to suspend, you know, any, any cancellations due for non-payment based on the, but the key component here, Chris, is in what we've encouraged to, to many people is communicate with your insurance carrier is incredibly important. Everybody understands that our nation is being affected by this pandemic. And this is, we, we are, there's no playbook for this. Uh, you know, I, you know, hurricanes, the hurricanes are, are, uh, Although horrible you know, situations, we have an incredible amount of experience. Tornadoes, we have an incredible amount of experience in, re in response. And I guess that's why I, I, you know, we've, I'm, I feel fortunate that I have a lot of experience in, that, in the response business. That is what I do for the military. I'm, I'm the initial uh, Department of Defense uh, federal entity that comes into a state to assist states in response. I spent a lot of time down in Puerto Rico with, with uh, Hurricane Maria, with the latest earthquake. So we can apply those to, to not only to this agency, but also to our, to our rest of our partners here in, in Georgia. And so we, but the key to this is to continue to communicate. And so we, and we have a, a, a very well-trained team that, they, that has monitoring our phone lines to, to put, so when they feel that they're being wronged or they're being, there's something unreasonable, we, we have the ability to, to put pressure on the industry to make sure that they do the right thing. Uh, thank you, Commissioner. I have a question for a lot of our Hispanic businesses that may be afraid to reopen. Um, what about insurance in terms of, you know, liability and, and, and they're worried about being sued, uh, you know, if they reopen and, and I, what kind of insurance do they need to ramp up their insurance to reopen? Do they need to take a look at their policies? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'll tell you, we, we spend a lot of time early in this process on doing uh, business interruption insurance. We, we really looked at that uh, because there was a couple of, you know, a couple of, uh, of, we started getting some indicators and we have a great relationship with other insurance commissioners in, in the region, in the Southeast region. 
very good friends with not only Florida, but South Carolina. And the folks were starting to interpret that uh, there were some provisions on in business interruption insurance for pandemics. And, and they put some, you know, they were putting some requirements. So we, we revisited the industry and says, hey, if an industry is being, if a, if a company is being shut down because of government action, it is my interpretation that this is, the, the government is, is requiring, asking the company to shut down, not because they have COVID in, in the workplace or in the business. And, you know, there's some people that were, they were uh, surprised at that, but we want to be, you know, there's a reason why we buy insurance uh, for, for, days, for days like these. Uh, and so we're going to be taking a really hard look at, at insurance companies that don't provide coverage for business interruption as a result of government action. And that's my interpretation is I'm interpreting that businesses were shut down because of the government, not because they had to show that they had a, a COVID positive employee. You know, they, there were some exclusions in some of those policies. So we, we look really hard at, at our interpretation. In every state, the commissioner is looking at this interpretation differently. But I, I would, to answer your question, Santiago, I think it's very wise for people to start to start really looking at, at their insurance policies. Uh, because obviously, this is a new dynamic environment. And, and I think only the business owner, with the help of their agent, can craft the best possible policy to make sure that those things, that, you know, liability and those things could, could be protected from. That's what we buy insurance for. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, Insurance Commissioner, the, your, your organization also has the Industrial Loan Division. So I'm curious, have you seen um, uh, you know, larger numbers of consumer requests there for those types of loans? And if so, what kind of uh, levels are those loans worth? Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that division and their work. Yes, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting aspect of, of what we do. We govern uh, companies that issue loans of $3,000 or less. Uh, but we haven't seen a big spike in, in those. Uh, and perhaps a lot of it is because of the, uh, at this point, my theory is, is because of the unemployment insurance payments right now taking place. Um, and so we haven't gotten the, that spike yet. But we're watching that division very, very carefully. Any loan above $3,000 is managed by the, uh, the banking commissioner's office in Georgia. Great. Santiago, we have time for another, one more question. You have another one? I do. Okay. Commissioner, in terms of safety, and, and, and this may be out of your realm, but I get this question a lot. Um, is somebody inspecting businesses or, you know, is there reopening and to make sure that there's social distancing? And um, does that fall under your realm, your office's realm, to make sure that the businesses are following the regulations? What's your role in that, if any? We really don't have a role in that. We look at the mechanical piece, uh, Santiago. We look at the fire safety, um, the, you know, make sure the exits are safe. and those. So we don't look at that aspect of a business opening. But I would encourage, you know, uh, the business owners to, uh, to look at the CDC guidance of the Department of Public Health. And, and I will tell you, uh, and look at, you know, the common sense approach. I mean, we, we have to rely... We have to rely on the businesses. Nobody knows your business better than the business owner. Uh, and, and not only do you, you know, yes, we want to make sure that we satisfy the government requirements, but ultimately our business leaders want to have to convince those customers to come back into the businesses. And, and so this is an opportunity that those companies that innovate, 
that take this crisis and innovate their processes are going to thrive. I, I'm the eternal optimist. I guess being a soldier, being, uh, being overseas in combat zones for a good portion of my adult life, I tend to be an optimist. And I think those companies that thrive, who uh, innovate and can convince customers that they have a safe, clean facility are going to thrive in this, in this new normal. And I think uh, it's important that, 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 uh, that we all become optimists. I mean, the, the, the state absolutely, the success or failure of this state absolutely rests. It doesn't rest on elected officials. It rests on the, on the business activity in commerce that your organizations lead. Uh, most of them, the best advice that I've ever gotten, as not only as a chief of police, but as an insurance commissioner, I've received from business owners, members of your both, uh, you know, chambers. And I listen very carefully when a business owner is telling me that if we do, you know, doing something either helpful or an obstacle in, into your success. Commissioner, thank you so much. I, I couldn't agree more. We've been encouraging businesses um, around the state now for the last several weeks to understand that no matter what their business is, their core business, we're all in the health and wellness business now. And you have to take care of your employees, your customers, your clients, and you have to prove to the general public uh, that you're safe and this is a good place for you to be. And at the end of the day, that's what the free market is. There's competition out there. And if you don't prove that, someone else will but at least give us the opportunity to do that. And as you said, Georgia businesses always rise to that challenge. So commissioner, we really appreciate your role, your service, what you do. Santiago, before I wrap up, do you want to mention anything that you've got coming up for folks? Yes. Well, uh, we also are taking a page and uh, you know, just for the record, Chris and the Georgia chamber, we, we look up to them to kind of learn and they set the pace for the state in my opinion. So we're also now turning the page to recovery. And so next week, what you will see coming from us will be networking meetings, uh, a couple of Zooms on reopening. And actually, we have Chris Clark next Friday for our first membership breakfast that we have done since we've been forced to close. Uh, Chris will be our keynote speaker, and he'll talk to our members about the steps to start you know, reopening the economy. So um, be looking for that, because we also are trying to encourage our businesses to start innovating and thinking about reopening and getting back at it. We got to do it together. Thank you. Hey, Santiago. Uh, again, I want to thank Anthem, who's been our great sponsor and partner for this today. And for those small businesses that are out there that uh, are looking at insurance opportunities, I'd encourage you to go to the gachamber.com and look at our SMART plan. It's the program that we have for Georgia small businesses that we do through our partnership with Anthem. Great product out there for you to save real money, particularly that you'll need during this time. So I encourage you to go take a look at that. Follow us on COVID on our gachamber.com slash COVID-19. Uh, sign up for our uh, social media, uh, but continue to do your hard work. Uh, keep your employees safe. Uh, watch after your family as we go through this and may God continue to bless our great state. Thank you for being with us.